0: All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Get in there.
1: It's you will deal with that Atlas harshly.
0: Fight forever, Guardian! Yeah. I think he broke it. you made me do. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio.
1: The Hell in a Cell
0: Talk Radio.
1: Hell in a Cell Radio.
0: Hell in a Cell Talk Radio.
1: Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. On the, On, the
0: On the air. On the air. On the air. On the air. Welcome to HIAC Talk Radio. And as you can see, I have a, a little thrower of people today. Let's Let's throw it. Let's throw it. I have a plethora of gentlemen, a plethora is two, but I think two guys, two people really like me. So you're watching the two right here. Um, Craig Legont, Derek McDonald of VOC Nation in the room. And we're here to talk, well, we're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to give you two episodes this week. So if you're looking at this, there's a the second one coming. Uh, this first episode, this first part, is going to be about regular sports because Craig and I. And Derek is going to indulge us because I'm going to indulge him after our chat about basketball. And Derek, I brought you on here on purpose because I know you've been watching the game. Yeah. Um, uh, we have to vent, Craig and I. For <laughs> and you see behind me. It's the last time you'll see it for a while. But I had to display it. Um, how you feeling, Craig?
2: Um, worse every day. Very <laughs> much as it, it's not gone away. Now I'm uh, significantly older than both of you gentlemen, so I'm significantly used to um soul-crushing heartbreak when it comes to Philadelphia sports teams. But I have to say in recent memory, this was I, only, I already considered the uh 25 point uh lead that we, that the Sixers blew in game five as the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history. And I wasn't the only one that said that because that was completely inexcusable to lose a game like that at home where we have the best home record in the known universe in basketball for the last three years. But uh, last Sunday's game seven was, um, I felt absolutely horrific. Uh, if only because so many, uh, things have gone right for us and you know when you as a sports fan if you follow your team during the season and you feel like things are going really really well and if you have a history of not doing really well during the regular season and you come in and you ride that wave and you feel everything breaking your way for the Sixer season everything broke our way we got the number one seed everyone and their mother and their mother's brother was shoving Brooklyn up and down our asses. You watched TNT and those three talking bobbleheads had their heads so far up Brooklyn's asses. When Katie opened his mouth, you could see all three of their faces because everyone was Brooklyn, this Brooklyn, that. And he, we understand Dan and I were talking about this over.
0: Oh, uh, well, Derek, you're your next fan, right?
1: Yes. So okay. I sure. Continue. Keep going. <laughs> but, and Go there's ahead. another
2: team. The, the Knicks making to the playoffs for the first time in eight years, and the media could not stop fawning over them. And Julius <laughs> Randle, their lone all, all-star, Spike Lee, finally had a reason to show his face back <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. But that's what – but, I mean, all of those teams, all the, the, the two teams I just told you, New York, Brooklyn, way, got way more attention than, than the Sixers did. And we were the number one seed. But I'm, sick, I, I'm cool with that. You know, they – you know, if you want to give it all to Brooklyn – Give all that media attention to the Knicks. Give Julius Randle a all-star nod over Tobias Harris. Go right ahead because Sixers fans knew once we get to the playoffs, because we get the number one seed, we're just going to coast through. We don't have to play the Nets and the Bucs. We have to play the Nets or the Bucs. And we'll coast through the finals. Nothing against Atlanta. I thought when they beat the Knicks, that's great. But the Knicks ain't us okay and when i said everything was going well for us us playing atlanta was part of that plan because we had we were ahead in all the games we played against atlanta when well, we had a 2 to 1 lead and we were up by 25 in game 5 what it was all set this was it was you know this was part of the prophecy it was part of the process and it all went away. And what makes me so angry and so confused and so bitter is because I can't point to why. You know, we can, if Joel Embiid actually had set out because he had a torn meniscus, then that would be, it would be a shitty excuse, but we'd have one. But I have absolutely no reason why we lost uh, four games to Atlanta. Why we lost a 25 point lead at home to Atlanta? Why we couldn't win the last game at the Wells Fargo Center? At home. And, and let's just say, let's just
0: let's let me get this off my chest. Now you got that all off your chest. And then, Derek, I do want your thoughts on this. You're not just being from New York. I ain't gonna listen to you. I, I really, I really do because I enjoy talking to you in general. That's why I keep coming. back. By the way, it's tied.
1: Okay, good. That's it why was... I was
0: trying, I was going like that. I was going two two. Okay.
1: Two
0: two. (laughs) I'm pulling for you. Fuck Tampa Bay.
1: Anyway, (laughs) Um, would you guys consider me fair weather? No, no.
0: Would you consider what happened a choke job?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. there's no other way to say it I wasn't
1: remember. going
0: to elaborate on the situation Derek knows I was talking about it I just <laughs> wanted you guys to tell me straight up if I was crazy that's all um, yeah. and let me uh, there are several reasons I can't begin to figure out what went wrong but in the second half of a game where you lose where you where they come back when you're up 26 uh-huh. and only two guys are hitting baskets in the second half you have a fundamental problem. That's You have a problem. It's breaking.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like Doc Rivers. I would have thrown something at him from the stands, leaving the benches in as long as he did. Mm-hmm. On the other side of it, if I was Doc Rivers, and I saw Ben Simmons pass instead of put that basket in the bucket, all you would have seen on the hard camera of the broadcast is a chair fly from on camera. From off camera and hit Ben Simmons in the face. <laughs> There's a lot of blame to be going around, going around. And you can mention Joel Embiid's turnovers. Here's the fucking deal with Joel Embiid. I will fight people in the street defending this man right now. This dude was carrying this team on a knee and a half. Period. That is the end of the discussion in the paragraph, and the, the, the sentence, It's all over after that. That's it. There's the, zero to discuss that needs to be fixed with Joel Embiid. Yeah. That's a knee injury. Yeah. You try walking around with a ha- with tire out of you, you. Try driving around with all your almost all your air out of your tire. You can't do
2: it. This guy was playing. We've scored thirty. What was the last? What are you 31-13, and yep. Yeah, and yep. that's what he averaged for the series. Yeah, but let's complain about Joel Embiid um and
0: and let's let's here's here's more reality coming okay simmons is not going anywhere yeah it's going to be a mixture of his trade value is in the to- toilet mm-hmm. and i believe they think they will work with him and fix this and i do think he can it, what, how old is he 20, be 25 25 I, yeah. I was gonna say 23 24 I do believe he can, he, he can, this can be worked at. I mean, see fixed. He's not a machine. You know what I mean? Yeah, his yeah. issues can be uh, corrected. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think he's young enough. He's not an idiot. No. I question his Kardashian thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, but so, well, so does half the players in the league. Yeah. I mean, the Kardashians
0: question the yeah. Kardashians.
2: Yeah. Um, but playing devil's advocate on, on Ben, you know, we were saying, well, uh, this was the year that he was supposed to have it all figured out because they were saying, people have been saying the same thing about Ben since he got in. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I also look at the Giannis thing. Giannis didn't become Giannis until he was seven years in. Now he's, you know, one of the best players in the league, but his first three years in the league were absolutely nothing to write home about. He wasn't an all-star or rookie of the year. His first three years, Ben was. And if, as far as trade value for Ben, uh, all the criticism aside, Ben is still a three-time All-Star and a two-time first-team All-Defense player. So if you wanted to trade him, you would get something of equal if, or greater value for him. But I agree, Dan, he's not going anywhere. Uh, the reason why they both have, Joel and Ben, have long-term contracts with the Sixers because they are the franchise, they are the building blocks. And I honestly believe they can't win without the other. Um, we were we were swept last we were swept last year because Ben missed the uh playoffs with a knee injury. And if Joel if we didn't have Joel, you know, we definitely would, we weren't gonna go anywhere.
0: And let's get something else straight. And mm-hmm. this is coming from an apologist for all Spil- <laughs> Philly sports. And then I'm gonna go to Derek for his uh, outsider and and I mean city, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Listen watch your <laughs> Thank you. Um Derek knows what I meant. Ugh. Let's let, there's no conspiracy. Stop it. Incompetency is not rigged. The referees suck it. Suck. Yes. The ref the officiating sucks. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's glaringly bad. This was a good example of it being glaringly bad. Mm-hmm. There's no secret conspiracy. I hate Adam Silver as a commissioner for many, many reasons. He makes dumb decisions. He makes it real easy to say that he doesn't like the Sixers. But there's no conspiracy there. No. The Sixers lost this. The players lost this. Nobody's stabbing stabbing the effigy of the process at night. (laughs) Okay? Nobody's got it out for you.
2: They lost. That's it. Now. Good. ahead, Okay. Go ahead, I was going to say, if if that were the case, the Nets would be in the finals because the, the the Nets have have been the darling ever since James Harden packed up his beard and and came east because that's all anyone wanted to see was the Nets, Brooklyn, Jay Z, all this, the Barclays Center, all this was all put together just for this team to go play on primetime TV more than any other team in the NBA strictly because of all the all-stars that went and got and bought Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, and yada, yada, mortgaging their future for their present just so they could be on TV. So b- the, believe me, the NBA wants Brooklyn in on primetime TV way more than Milwaukee, nothing against Milwaukee, but when you have 32 teams and Milwaukee is the 28th largest market in there, you know, we're not.
0: Eric, I'm going to do go to you next. I just want to catch up on reading the, uh, the chats uh darren is here with our what ifs and he says go vancouver Grizzlies." <laughs> uh the <laughs> thing go is go with with bob Bobcats go show bobcats yeah the thing with his turnovers is joel's turbos are mainly from having to do everything because ben wasn't doing anything joel has to be the point guard because ben can't do hardly anything on a point guard is supposed to do as for ben we can't trade him as value shot and trading him for the sake of trading him will not solve anything That is a rational opinion. Mr. Mr. Knicks fan, Mr. Derek McDonald. We've talked a lot about this. I've Uh been, I've been, I've been venting for days. Your thoughts from the outside, sir.
1: Well, here's my thing. Um, I'm a rational thinking Knicks fan. So I (laughs) knew, I knew we didn't have much chance to win or compete for a championship. I was just happy. I could enjoy playoff basketball for the first time in forever. Um, I thought, once, once the Nets were outed, I remember I texted my brother. I go, Oh, Philly's going to the championship. You know, even with Joel, with one bad knee, um, I said, they're going, it's everything is aligned for them to go. And I'm not, I only dislike certain Philly sport franchises. Like Understood. I understand. You. What do you mean? Whatever <laughs> I, do you mean? Like I, I, I don't like the Phillies, but that has a lot to do with, you know, Jimmy Rollins. and. We James don't Ray. like the Phillies right now. <laughs> uh, so, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't like the Eagles because there have been Eagles in the past that I've liked. So I don't really hate the Eagles. Um, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the 76ers because, you know, Dr. J is from the next town over and he was a sixer and. Allen Iverson at his height was when I was in middle school and high school, so it was always great to watch him. So I have a soft spot for the 76ers. Um, I, I, how anybody can blame Joel is amazing to me because if you looked at the guy and you saw the guy on offense and defense, you couldn't tell he was hurt. Yeah, like it, it, you could. If, if somebody told you he was 100%, you'd be like, yeah, I believe it. Um, and he was doing everything. He was passing, he was shooting, he was playing defense. You know, he's setting screens every time the guy fell, you know, they had to help him up because you can see he was just he had no energy left. So how anybody can blame that guy is beyond me. Um, Because
0: they're stupid, Derek.
1: (laughs) In terms of Ben, um, something that gets lost in him refusing to shoot the ball is Trey Young had a terrible game seven. He had a terrible game seven because Ben was defending him. And not allowing
0: yeah, him to score. I, 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 let me amend that. And I forget. I didn't forget. I was I was negating his defensive um, um, aspect, and that was unfair of me. So, of course, I'm not burning his jerseys or wanting him out yeah. of the city. So that's. And
1: now, the thing that I can see is frustrating with him is he's playing a game where every kid picks up a basketball, and the first thing you want to do is shoot the ball into the hoop. That's the first thing you want to do when you're a kid. Before you learn how to dribble, you want to shoot the ball in the hoop. So, for him to have made it this far and not be able to shoot is both weird and it's kind of a compliment to his, everything else he can do that he's made it this far, not being able to do something as fundamental as shooting basketball. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. He's an anomaly. It's amazing. Um, you can't trade him. Um, I've I've listened um, to Sports Talk Radio because they're talking about this here in New York. That's so sorry. Saying, <laughs> and there are people who are like, you got to trade him. I'm like, well, if you're diminishing him, I mean, if Doc Rivers is, is, like I told you, Dan, passively, aggressively bashing the guy in the media and Joel is kind of blaming him for the loss, how can you go out to the other teams in the NBA and go, hey, guy, we have... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't even reached his prime. But I think there's more... Look, he doesn't have to be a Curry brother, you know, he doesn't have to be Clay Thompson. He just has to be an above average shooter. And if he can get to above average or anywhere near average, he can be an MVP candidate and he can help Joel lead that team to a championship. And I think that's all he needs to be. And I hope this summer when he works out, he doesn't work on anything else, but shooting, just shoot. However many thousand shots you have to shoot a day just to get above average. That's it. That's it. Do um, you need any above-average chips? I'm here, ben. <laughs> if, the, if Now, the thing I wonder with the poor guy is he's getting bashed everywhere in his city. His teammates are bashing him. His coaches are bashing him. The fans are bashing him. He's going to have to be a little tough mentally to get through yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today. It's like he's, he's still young, and to have <laughs> everybody turn their back on you is, is kind of harsh. But... <laughs> I, I'm That's rooting good. for the guy. I'm rooting for him. Um, I'm rooting for him because I want him to have a championship because you shut everybody up. Yeah, to kind of yeah, yeah. And it wasn't as this bad. But my brother and my dad told me stories about when Michael Jordan first came to the league. He couldn't shoot, and he was a one trip pony, and he had to learn how to shoot. Um, now he could shoot better than Ben can right now. Yeah, well, I was gonna <laughs> say yeah, <laughs> but he it, it wasn't his thing. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm rooting for Ben. It's it, it's. <sighs> It, it, it's hard to see people bash him the way they bash bashing him, but I get it. When you only shoot them, when you're giving up wide open dunks because you're afraid to get fouled and shoot three throws, it's like, oh, you can't really, you can't, it's hard to defend at that point.
2: When Ben sat out of his rookie year, me and most of Philadelphia was, was watching all of Ben's summer league highlights and his college, his when you're at LSU highlights and
1: mm-hmm. watching
2: him shoot the ball yeah. and watching him shoot three-pointers. And just like we do every summer as Sixers fans, watch Ben work out, watch Ben shoot, shoot, take, drain eight straight three-pointers and all that. What, with the hardest thing we have to do, Derek, and because he's doing it in Philadelphia, what makes it 20 times harder, uh, this is a mental yeah. block. It's yeah. not like the guy can't shoot or uh, he just doesn't want to shoot. When you yeah. have uh, – you, you lose your man and you're under the basket and you're still looking to pass, that's a yeah. mental block. When the, when the, and, and that's like – it's hard – again, hard enough to go through. If you were the eighth man on a high school basketball team to have a mental block about being afraid to shoot, uh, that's one thing. But you're a professional athlete. You're a very high-ranking professional athlete. You're in a huge sports town. You're the number one pick, which is Trent, which is usually saved for the number one pick is your savior because those are the, the picks that change franchises around, like the number three jersey that Dan has in his background, your favorite player growing up in middle school. Number one picks are rookies of the year. They're game changers. Yeah. They pick last place teams and make them contenders. Ben has done that. Ben has been in the playoffs every year. He's been a pro. Joel Embiid wasn't. Um, and neither was Giannis.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ben doesn't know anything other than playoffs and winning. The, Ben's record and on a team uh, is nothing but wins. It's high percent, more higher than Embiid's. It's a mental block, and that's probably the hardest to deal with because he could spend all night in a gym, and I'm sure he does, especially his free throws. But what you do in a gym and what you do in practice and what you do in summer league, it does not come out on the court. And that's where there, it's got to be – its I hate to use the P word uh, – psychological
1: Yeah.
2: that has to be worked out because it's, we know we can a, shoot. You look at any Ben Simmons highlights, you, it's just him shooting, especially in LSU.
1: It's, it's almost like a form of the yips where I remember as a kid growing up. Uh, Scott Brosius, who played for the Yankees. <laughs> he it, yeah. it's like he woke he woke up one day and he couldn't throw the first base. And it kind of caught everybody off guard. So I guess it's a form of yips for him. Yeah. And 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 you're right. And that's why when I see people rightfully so bash him, I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be so hard for this kid to get over that hill now. Because now it's even worse. Now every time he touches that ball, and there's nobody around him and he wants to shoot. It's the first thing he's going to think about. And it's going to make it even tougher for him to, um, to get over that. That's why I was kind of, when when Doc said what he said and Joel said what he said, I was kind of like, uh, like, you know, you can kind of keep that in house. I don't know if yeah. the guy needs to hear that, you know, Here, TNT.
0: Here's my issue with all of that in the first place. I After a loss like that, I don't need. I know you're supposed to do the press conference. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't want to hear what they have to say because a) they're not going to tell us anything really. Yeah. B) what are they going to say? No, I feel really great that I just lost.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amazing, this is awesome.
0: Right? I feel I made a, I made fifteen million this year. Yippee doo! You know. Mm. Speaking of the yips, it's like uh, Hector Naylor uh, decided to wake up one morning and not be closer. Hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, Bill, yeah but uh, that was and when you you said Scott Brocious Derek reminded me of the the plot i don't know which came first the Scott Brocious or major league three but the, the catcher in that film that's was, right yeah through the throw yeah. first base
1: he yeah he walked it to the pitcher I mean he walked yeah. it out to him <laughs> uh, but,
0: uh Craig, it's it's on record and and Derek has soon seen the clips once uh anyway
1: um,
0: watching hockey at the same time. Don't try it, folks.
2: Don't try this at
0: home. Um, it's 2-2 going into overtime, Derek. Oh, great. So, I said at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking by it. I said, what did I say, Craig? I said, it's either this year, this is the year, or this is the year where they figure out that one thing they missed, and next year it's it's uh, it's over. Done. I would have liked to have been wrong. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, the uh, basketball gods uh, hate my ass. Well,
2: oh, they hate Philadelphia
1: for some reason.
0: Speaking of uh, hockey gods, which is what I said before that. And Darren is here ready for his what ups, and it's a big one coming up. Awesome. And all three of us, of course, are going to answer that. But that's for the other episode, the rest of the story. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to indulge Derek for a little while. Uh, how, how's uh, how's
1: the Coliseum, buddy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It uh, depends on what's happening at the Coliseum. Um, it's funny, you know, it, <laughs> I, I, I've been working, we've been doing, like, overtime there for these games all throughout the playoffs. And I noticed people call it the barnyard. So I asked a fan once, I was like, why do you guys call it the barnyard? And one of the older guys I work with goes, oh, that's a hockey thing. We call all the old hockey stadiums the barnyard. And it. And the Coliseum is the oldest one in all of the NHL, so we just call it the old barnyard. So I was like, oh, okay. So, um, But the Coliseum, it's it's cool. Um, Now, that's like my MSG, because when I was a kid, we'd go to house shows there, and, you know. So I I have a soft spot for the place. Um, I see all these other arenas on TV, all these brand-new sparkly arenas, and it's (laughs) kind of like, oh, you know, even though they redid it, it's still kind of a dump. You know, they just put. I mean, oh, really? Like, it's it's kind of like it's almost pretty much on the inside. It's the same arena. Um, as as it looks good. Said, yeah, my mom says they just put a giant slinky around the outside. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what my mom says. It kinda... um, it's it's an upgrade from the older one, but it's not like state of the art. Like if you've been to the old one, you'd walk into this and you'd be like, okay, it's the old one with a new paint job and a couple. Poli- of things polish a turd.
0: It's still a turd. There it is. Absolutely. It's like That's the Spectrum.
1: Before they tore the Spectrum
0: down, which is funny because I've been watching, you and I have been talking for years about, you know, the whole thing about going to Barclays and you, you and I called it was going to be a disaster. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't maybe. know it was going to be this bad.
1: It's, yeah, bad.
0: Uh, it's a beautiful arena.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not for hockey. Nope. It is a basketball arena. Hockey yeah. should have never been there. But, you know rich white people in nhl um (laughs) i I said it (laughs) am i wrong no um it's funny because i was comparing it very comparable to another house show mecca in the northeast for wrestling the spectrum where Mm -hmm. it 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 was a hole we all know Mm -hmm. it's a hole but it has a soft spot in our hearts for being Memorable, I can still spell the concord. Actually, uh, Paul of Obey the Puck and uh, Stadium Journey was is doing his top hockey arenas, period minor leagues, perfect, you know, uh, major leagues, anything. And he got to the spectrum the other day, and I was looking through all the pictures that survived. Here's the, this is the sidebar real quick. I'm gonna get back there. We're taking a trip there. I'm, okay, I'm ADD is I'm out. Um, there is a period between shut up, Crazy. There's a period between the year 2000 and 2006 where I have no pictures Mm -hmm. because my computer hard drive crashed hard and I was never able to recover them. So there's about six years of my life that disappeared. What survived, I was looking through the other day because he posted the Spectrum and I looked at a picture, I took a picture of the concourse that last game I went to and I could smell that picture. (laughs) It's like, ah, lovely. Saw pretzels and pits. Um, But they did the same thing craig will remember i don't know if he will remember they put about three million more or more into upgrading that place to tear it down four years later mm-hmm. one of the funniest wastes of money i've ever seen they and put a whole new titan in there because they put, put a, a new board, board they put a tight they put a tron in there they renumbered the place from from letters to number it was letters for like 35 of the 40 years, and then for the first five last five years, it was regular numbered sections all around the bottom because it was top was numbered, bottom was A, B, C, D, F, G, you know. Yeah, uh, they did all these things, still didn't wind the concourse because why waste money? Um, oh god, god, claustrophobic as shit. Um, but and then they tore it down. Here we are, I don't know if they're tearing the Colosseum down. Uh, you'll answer that in a second. Or I don't know if you can. They might have to kill you, uh, but they did the same thing. They put a significant amount of money in retrofitting this place, and you could have fooled me on TV. It looked, it looked yeah. great on TV, and I know they took out a bunch of seats and everything. But man, that place is hopping, and I'm very jealous. Go fuck yourself, New York.
1: <laughs> it's um, it's when it you can tell it's an old arena because i've been to barclays i've been to msg of course um when it's loud you can hear the seat shake and i feel like that's a that's only a, an effect you get in these old arenas and the new arenas they don't really shake really you know like that and um <clears throat> they the the plan is when the islanders are done which is whatever this playoff run is over it's going to become uh quote unquote an entertainment building so it'll be concerts um wrestling shows even though when wwe comes to town they usually run barclays um so that's what's going to be so it's going to be concerts um wrestling events um i believe they're going to like build up in the surrounding area so there'll be like department stores little things around and restaurants here and (laughs) there to kind of make up for it but it's 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 just sad because when i was a kid you even went there for you know Islanders, we went there for wrestling. Uh, we had an arena football team called the Arena, uh, called the New York Dragons. So you went to Dragons games. Where the Dragons. Where the there? there was a lacrosse team I believe called the Riptides. Yes, so you went to the you went to the Riptide game. And that was it. Now it's just you know whenever an artist wants to come to town, and it's kind of sad. Um, I went to a I went to a RAW there. I think the first RAW after they opened up, I went there, and it's very nostalgic. It you know it brings me back to the days of when my mom, I, I dragged my mom to house shows. And I remember uh, the going down memory lane. They had a tour called the Heart Attack Tour. And it was the Undertaker, yeah. And it was like a giant inflatable Undertaker outside. And I, oh, yeah. I remember, and I remember just dragging my mom there. She's looking at this giant thing like, what in the world is did you drag me to? But, um, and you know, so many memories in that building that to see it's, the stuff has been dwindled down a little bit. It's kind of sad. Um, but, you know, most politicians will go, well, you can go to Barclays, or you can go to MSG, or you can go to, I believe it's UBSC Arena, yeah, whatever yeah, it is up the
2: street, the, so. the exact same thing happened to the Spectrum. Once they, they built the Wells Fargo Center, well, was it, well, it, it was the first Union Core States, Wachovia, now Wells Fargo Center. But when they built that, they turned this back, all the, the Spectrum, all the Spectrums were Sixers, Flyers, wrestling, concerts, everything was. When they took that all the way, the Spectrum was just showplace. And you had it for Circus, for the Ice Capades, Dane Cook played there. He was the last comedian to play there. Uh, the Pearl Jam was the last... Uh, performer had ever played but it was just i enough. saw was, those dan cook shows yeah. by the way they oh, yeah. filled that
0: fucking place he too. did he
2: told that yeah, thanksgiving night he played uh but he that's, was the last, that's right it was it was the last guy but i, I but I, I but i feel your pain Derek. i even wrote uh there was a guy named bob mcgee who was a sports writer in philly he asked fans i to, know bob yeah he but he asked fans to write their favorite memories of the spectrum and all of my fate my top 10 were all wrestling mm-hmm. um and uh, all the all the all the title changes that took place in so I, I feel your pain I, I know exactly what you're going through to, to watch a, such a great institution that you had so many great memories just turn into a a shopping mall
0: we did get lucky there for a second for a little while there for a couple of years after the wells fargo center oh the core state center oh remember when we had such high hopes of the, like we're opening spectrum 2? Yeah. And it looks like an office building, fuckers. Anyway, I saw the uh we'll talk about the new arena and then we'll talk about the uh, hate is the name I hate the most in wrestling. Um, for a while there we were lucky if you're a hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Because the Phantoms opened up shop in the Spectrum and within 2 years won the Calder Cup. Yeah. And there was a time, Derek, where you can see the Flyers in the afternoon or the fans in the afternoon at the spectrum walk across the street and see the Flyers of the Sixers. Yep. I almost cry missing those days to see two sporting... Yeah, okay, okay See well <laughs> uh, thank God they put a I was about to insult Xfinity Live, but like I can't argue with Camp Out for Hunger, Craig. No, it's mass. It's a mass. It's the largest um, single food drive, single food drive in America, in North America, in in North America, period. And it's by Preston, Steve. And it happens at Xfinity Live now. It made it three times bigger than it used to be moving there. So can you imagine if that was inside the spectrum? Yeah, I just said it. Thanks a lot, Ed Snyder. No, I'm kidding. I know. I can't say that. I'm, I miss the building. So, but unlike... And the Wells Fargo Center is a fine building. It ain't the same. It looks like an office building. It's fine. It's comfortable. It's nice to go there. It's a fine building. However, what the hell are they calling this thing in New
1: York? Um, it's, I think it's the U UBSC, UBSC or something. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen just the facade. Mm-hmm.
0: And it looks like an arena that was built. In the past, at least, at the very least, at that point, I don't care what the inside looks like as long as I sit down and there's a hockey rink in the center. It looks different, and I and I wrote the story in my head, and I probably jinxed you. One of the best things would ever, and I and I hate the Islanders. You know the stare. (laughs) I hate them as a Flyers fan. You understand that we have a we have the mutual thing. I get it. I would laugh so hard at Gary Bettman in the NHL it, with glee and happiness if the Islanders played their last games at the Coliseum kicked open the door to the new arena and was like
1: <laughs> Right on top. <laughs> right on. And it's, it's, it's so awkward because the arena is, let me think, it's maybe with no traffic 20 minutes up the road on the same street as the Coliseum. That's great. <laughs> so it, yeah. It's, so when they tell you things like, oh, well, we're going to keep the Coliseum going. It's like, how? Why would you like, I remember when they opened Barclays and they were like, oh, we're going to, don't worry. All these wrestling shows are going to keep coming to the Coliseum. Why? When you have this sparkly new building yeah, with all these new. No, know, I wouldn't
2: do
0: it. I'd take it to the new building. I, uh, listen, Derek, eventually. Coliseum going to go away. They told us the same thing at the sports complex. And this isn't 20 minutes down the road. It's, I could throw a rock from where the spectrum sat and hit the other arena. I could throw a rock that far. Eventually, it had to close.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. And, I mean, the only thing keeping the Garden going is the Rangers and the Knicks because all the big acts, they, they, they play both the Garden and Barclays, and you only go to the Garden shows if the Barclays shows are sold out. People like new shiny things. That's just, that's just the way the world works nowadays.
2: Derek, can I ask you something? Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of new shiny things and how uh, it seems like most of people are bypassing Madison Square Garden for the Barclays Center. As a basketball fan, as a Knicks fan, how did you feel when it seemed like uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Garnett bypassed the Knicks for the Nets? Were you... Oh. A- did I get with that? Good was job, a, good job, Craig. Oh. So I, I know because the people, the way they were talking about, they never even they they were kind of come east, but they never even considered the Knicks. I was like, why not?
1: It's it's it, that that summer was rough because it was yeah. a chain of events because it it started with us not getting number one pick against Zion. Yeah, and I remember thinking that's okay. We they won rent We still have, oh they won they won oh. They won it right. overtime. It's over.
0: You just won the last game of the Coliseum. Yeah. Going to game seven. They're probably going to burn
1: cars in that parking lot. But um, Burn the building down. You have to worry about it now. <laughs> yeah, right? But we, we lost Zion, and I remember thinking, well, that's okay. Because all we heard for that year, that whole year was the plan is for Katie and Kyrie right. to come to New York. So it's like, okay, we have that. And I, I still remember where I was at. Mm-hmm. I was. uh. I was in my basement watching TV, and it comes on Sports Center and it goes, Kyrie Irving is signing with the Nets. And I thought, huh, that's, that's weird. I thought he wanted to play with KD. So I started thinking, you know what? Maybe they want to do their own thing. We still have KD. He's hurt. He'll rehab for a year. We'll have the second-best player in the league. Day or two later, <laughs> KD comes out and so says he's playing for the Nets. And I remember I just sat in front of my TV, and I was just looking like – I was waiting for, for somebody to come on and tell me I was pumped. It it but here's the thing about being a Knicks fan. Yeah. There's a lot of delusional Knicks fans who who speak so loud, we all kind of start believing them. Every year there's a guy coming to the Knicks. Every year. It it was Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched I watched LeBron James' decision thinking he was coming to, to <laughs> New York. Um it, there's there's always somebody. A couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, it was the Greek freaks unhappy. He's going to come to New York because we had his brother on the team. Right. That I thought you went
2: during the trade deadline. I thought y'all were getting Lonzo. That's all I heard. Yes, was Lonzo was going to the. Net. Lonzo,
1: and yeah. it's you know, it, I'm 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 35 years old. I've yeah. seen the Knicks play in two finals. Um, one when I was a kid, and they got humiliated by Hakeem and the Rockets. Right. And, and then the other one in '99, where in this, you know, the strike season, where we got humiliated by Tim Duncan and and the Spurs. So '99, yeah. The only thing we've had since then is Lynn sanity for a couple weeks and a couple good Carmelo Anthony games. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and, why.
2: And, and Derek, I was rooting for you that year when when the Knicks played the Houston. But yes. and uh, the the one NBA Finals game I watched that year, mm-hmm. June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. Do you remember that date?
1: That's the O.J. Chase. Exactly. And I was
2: like, well, okay, well, let's watch this
1: instead. The hell with the Knicks. And, and, and the city is kind of weird because you would think just, just by the Knicks making it to the fourth round, I mean, the, to the fourth seed and making it to the playoffs, they worship Julius Randle the way somebody from out of town would think the city should be worshiping KD, Harden, and Irving. New York is such. It's such a weird place. Like, if the Mets are good, the Mets can take over the city. If the Jets yeah. are good, they can take over the city for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, same for the Islanders. Uh, same for the Devils in hockey, which is always weird. I don't know why so many people root for a New Jersey team, but <laughs> the Nets are the only. Sports team in New York, where no matter how good they are, nobody will ever care about them more than they care about the Knicks. They're
2: from Jersey. Yeah. That's why. Yes.
1: yes, we still look at them as a Jersey team. Well, no it's like it's,
2: it's like the Clippers Lakers thing. If The Clippers yeah. went all the way. It, there's, it's still going to be a Lakers down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's it's very weird, and you know, you got to be of, rooting for the Islanders, dude. well they're like sorry but they're like it's in new york there's big brother teams and a little brother team so the islanders and the mets and the jets they're the little brother team and then the big brothers are the yankees the giants and the rangers that's that's how it works so most people are jets mets um islander fans and then everybody else are rangers yankees you know, and and they, you know, my brother is a, is a Yankee fan. He, he's been bullying me my whole life. That's just how it works. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> that
0: son of a bitch.
1: Yes, yes. Sorry, um. No. Oh, go ahead. No, finish your. I was you say on. the, the only thing I've ever got o- got over on my brother is when Owen beat Brett at WrestleMania ten. That was nah. like my shining moment as a little brother. <laughs> yes.
0: That's a good one though. hey Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah. Madison Square
0: Garden. Yeah, that's a good one though. Alright, so for the main event for this episode, because the next episode, we're going to have episode B like we do every, well, we do most weeks, and it's going to be Wrestling Historian with the three of us. Um, I cannot tell you. And I don't know whose idea it was, because I've read very little on this because it makes me so mad. How angry I am. That Piper Nevin, Piper Nevin, however you Pronounce it. Doesn't matter anymore because of what she's known as. Debuted. The only day she did she, de- she debuted is Xavier's arm. <laughs> she debuted with the name Dewdrop. D O U D R O P. And usually with name changes, I brush them aside. But. This one makes me so mad, yeah, I'm so angry right now. <laughs> what the hell does somebody somebody set me straight derek you first um <laughs> I I can, if I can't set you straight, it sucks there <laughs> i
1: I can remember being a kid, and um there was a character by the name of Saba simba and he, and he comes to the ring, right and i'm young and i i don't know who tony atlas is i'm i'm young but my dad was so upset what he, the fuck is this he was like, who, what, what is what is this that's tony atlas and i'm like who's tony atlas that's saba simba dad that's not tony atlas but um like you said most name changes i can kind of ignore you know you want to turn the one two three kid into six cool i understand you want to call Razor Ramon and Diesel by their first real names? Cool. I, I, I can deal with it. The do-drop thing, I don't – and and what made it worse is when she debuted, the announcers act like they had no idea who she was. Like, she hadn't been in the company for years. She hadn't been in May Young Classics and NXT Takeovers. And I remember thinking, Vince McMahon – was a genius, um, creatively. Uh, He still knows how to make money, he's printing money good for him. But for him or whoever came up with this to sit at their little creative table and go, we're gonna call her Dewdrop," And for Vince or Bruce Pritchard or whoever to go, well, pal, it's it's a good idea. Let's let's call it Dewdrop. it's great. It just shows the disconnect that they have in that company with anything, how how is this a good idea? Where where would you get that idea from? I, I want to know the origins of this. Why why is that a good idea? Do <laughs> Oh my god, Go ahead, Craig,
2: oh this is um because you are young, Derek. Um, mm-hmm. young. I'm going to tell you that this is the WWF old school mentality that. No matter who you are, if you're wrestling from the WWF, you've never wrestled anywhere, ever. Yeah. It's like if um, Mike Trout got traded to the Phillies, and the announcer goes, "Well, here's Mike Trout at the bat. Uh, don't know anything about him because he's never played in the National League." Yeah, but
1: yeah,
2: yeah, but hopefully he'll do he'll do well here. It's his <laughs> first time, you know, playing baseball here. So and having. <laughs> Growing up, watching every major star from the NWA and the AWA go to the WWF with a completely different name. And the announcers act like they've never seen him before, never did know anything about the guy. Like they found him in a parking lot somewhere. And the names that they gave them and the the costumes that they gave them and the gimmicks that they gave them, just one stupid thing after another. Vince McMahon has never outgrown that concept that if you wrestle here you if you, I don't care where you wrestle cuz you never wrestled here it doesn't count. Yeah. I mean even to the point where Brian it, Brian Danielson is probably the only w- one that got to be that got his character over just by being himself. When mm-hmm. Michael Cole was saying, this guy wrestled in a bingo hall, this guy mm-hmm. wrestled in, and they're showing him on TV with all these belts from overseas and selling out the, in Japan and the, all that. But it didn't count because you're not mm-hmm. in the WWF because this is where, you know, this is the big leagues. Uh, do drop is just a symptom of the horrible, horrible, name choices. You look at the entire roster of the NXT. Why the living fuck can't they use their own names? Yeah. And the names they give them are so profoundly stupid. T-bar. What is an Oni Lorcan? <laughs> what, can you tell me why that man couldn't have his own name? And if we On- know we're gonna get, we're gonna call you Oni?
1: Oni. Ugh
2: just one of so many others that they just gave him just absolutely stupid names. So, dewdrop definitely someone wrote down a couple. Somebody already had the name, but mm-hmm. we can't spell it like that. It's yeah. like we gotta give him rhino with a Y. See that that <laughs> sets him. that sets. with two Z's. With two Z's. See. Dudley Boys with a Z. See, that way we can we can copyright that. And that's why because you can't copyright Ugh. your own name. But if we give you a name, not only can we copyright it, but now you can't go anywhere else
1: with it. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And um it's funny you mentioned that because as you were saying, this is Vince's thing. It started to dawn on me. There's been I remember mid nineties, you know, turning on WWE superstars, and there's one of my favorite WCW guys in stunning Steve Austin, he has a haircut yep. and you're calling him the ringmaster. <laughs> I'm yep. thinking, no, that's that's stunning Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Or I turn on superstars again and is a guy with a gladiator hood with Sonny and you're calling him Farouk Assad and I'm like no that's that's Ron Ron Simmons Simmons. that's a that's a bad man he's a bad man like what are you what are you doing to him so so you're right and you know even with you know Cactus Jack and and Mankind this yeah this seems to be Vince's thing and I you're right we I I shouldn't be surprised at all I should be surprised when you let somebody keep the name like Keith Lee
2: you (laughs) would because Keith Lee is like I'm Keith Lee. But yeah, it's 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 really sad that it's all it's going on 40 years now, and we're still not surprised that he hasn't yeah. outgrown this. Because I remember watching Terry Taylor in the mid south being the mid south North American heavyweight champion, but next thing you know, he's a red rooster.
1: Yeah,
2: and I remember watching Kerry Von Erich uh, wrestle. Ric Flair in front of 45,000 people in the Texas stadium but now they can't even he can't even use a name anymore now he's a Texas tornado and he can't use the claw and he can't be called a Von Eric he's a WWE a character now he's a creation he can't be who do no matter who you were before it you know you've come to the WWF which has festered my hatred for them for a number of years and because I'm older than you I had a head start so you're just you're just <laughs> now turning into the hatred that I've had. Derek, Derek and I are catching up. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's, you're, it's you're good you're man. catching up. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, what's worse? Booker T or G.I. Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, see I I am okay with G.I. Bro because I
2: think that's his idea. Yeah, yeah, it was his
0: idea. So I'm like, that's okay. And, I'll yeah, allow that one.
2: And I'm just glad that Booker is his birth name so that it wasn't, you know, something that was that was yeah. given to him or that he had to We're gonna call you Booker. okay gentlemen that thus endeth
0: episode one um because we have a lot more to talk about of wrestling's past so derek i know you're not on uh you're not on twitter but is there anywhere anybody can follow you on social media
1: um i'm gonna be very selective you know what no just kiss my ass (laughs) now i was gonna ask you do you think your viewers are uh they're not crazy folks, right? Uh, they're pretty normal people. I wouldn't Most send them to Facebook. No. All right, then no. There's no way you guys can reach me on social media at he, all. <laughs> he's on in the room. He's <laughs> on in the
0: room with VOC Nation, our sister site, where you can also find all our old episodes, VOCNation.com. There it is. Craig, real quick, where can people follow you?
2: Uh, they can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, at Craig O'Gan, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S.
0: Follow me on Twitter and all social media platforms. for daylight 3 the HIC Talk Radio Network, search it on your podcast app, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever the hell they're calling it these days, type in the HIC Talk Radio Network, look for the new black and red logo, twitch.tv slash Law 83 live
1: or on YouTube, you guessed it, Dan Law 83 Good night, everyone.